Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Thank you, Father, again for the freedom in this nation that we can come to worship you. Lord, our hunger for you is greater than anything else. And we worship you and love you and serve you, even though we may not have a nice building, even though we may not have a nice chair, or whatever, Lord. Even we can stand in the middle of the sun, but we still worship you because we love you. We are not dictated by the circumstances, Lord. We thank you, Lord, we don't have to hide ourselves underground to worship you. But we can come with freedom to serve you and worship you today. And thank you, Lord, for providing for us the job, the income. Father, we believe, Lord, that all the brothers and sisters in this room shall not lack any good things in their life. Lord, even the lion can go hungry. But those who seek you will never go hungry. Will never lack any good things in their life. We speak abundance, we speak prosperity, we speak abundant provision and goodness. Truck, Lord, with goodness of God upon your people in this room, Lord. We thank you, Lord, you're such a good God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome all of you to the revival service. And Pastor Da, I love all of you and really have faith and expect that tonight you all will be changed and touched and God's will shall be done. When we come to God, the Bible uses the word from glory to glory to glory. So it means that step by step, precept upon precept, step by step. So if things may not happen right away for you, in case... Don't feel discouraged. Don't complain or don't say, why not me? Because God wants you to continue to press in and get hungry. Sometimes if we get everything right away easily, we will be spoiled. So God wants us to keep being hungry and seeking and pressing in to seek God. And the right timing will come. But I believe tonight will be the night of miracle for many of you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Our church believes in the fire of God. And one of the ministry of the fire is recorded in the book of Joel chapter 2. And I will read that to you, but I will not emphasize Joel chapter 2 tonight. I will preach something that related to it. But I just want to show you that the fire or the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is related to one important subject of the Christian life. Joel chapter 2 Verses 23 to 32. Be glad then, you children of Zion. Again, this scripture was written to the believer. At that generation, the children of Israel who were the covenant people with God. They believed in Jehovah. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you. Rain represents the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. God promised the big outpouring of the Spirit upon God's people. This is a prophetic word from Job. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat. The threshing floor are the churches will be full of wheat, full of abundance, and the wet shall overflow with new wine, with oil and oil. The church is going to be full of anointing with the presence of God. So I, listen carefully, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crowing locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. My great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. God talked about the children of Israel were offended or were destroyed by the armies of locusts. What are the locusts? The locusts are insects. And according to the scripture, insects represent evil spirit. How come insects represent evil spirit? How many people know malaria? When a mosquito bites you, you will not know. And after a few days, you begin to have symptoms of chill and fever and confusion. That's how the evil spirit works. Insects come unknowingly, come as an army and attack you quietly. And eventually you begin to get the symptom. So the, the Bible say, I will restore the year that the locusts have eaten. In other words, I will restore the years of your loss, the year of your sickness, the years of your problem that evil spirit attacked you. And what happened? The outcome, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. God's people in the church will never be put to shame because we are so full of the goodness and victory. And it shall come to pass afterward how God got rid of the locusts. And this recorded in verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and my, on my maid servant, I will pour out my spirit or in those days. When are those days? Today. God has not shut the door of heaven yet, God still pour out the Spirit upon His people, men and women, young and old. And the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, one of the purpose of the outpouring is to get rid of the locusts or evil spirit from the church. And I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Before the second coming of Jesus. And it shall come to pass that whoever. This is very important statement. Whoever 
calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We need to call on the name of the Lord. For in Mount Zion, Mount Zion represents the church, the victorious church. And in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance. In the church, there will be deliverance. The word deliverance means to be set free from evil spirit. And the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord called. So tonight, the topic of the sermon is, can a believer has demons? Deliverance is for non-believers or for believers? That's the topic of today's sermon. Because we talk about the fire and we talk about deliverance. Many years ago, when I first became a new believer, I was taught in the church that as a believer, we cannot have demons inside us. The reason is that Jesus and the Spirit of God cannot dwell in the same body as the demons. So if Jesus is in us, it's impossible to have demons in us. This theology was taught all over the world that Christians have no demons and deliverance is only for unbelievers. Tonight, I'm going to show you scripture after scripture that that doctrine of theology was totally wrong. And this doctrine comes from demons themselves to steal the blessing from God's people, to stop God's people from moving forward toward the perfection of Christ. Whenever God wants to change our doctrine or our belief or our instruction, God has to put us in a situation to encounter the experiences that run counter or do not match the doctrine that we preach. The experiences are not the foundation or the basis to build the doctrine. But if the doctrines are correct, the experience will back up. So whenever the experiences are not going along with the doctrine we preach, we have to be humble and we need to reevaluate our doctrine. We need to go back and restudy the Word of God by the direction of the Holy Spirit, by the revelation of the Spirit of God, and look again whether our theology and doctrine is correct or not. Since around 1997, I began to encounter demonic activities in the church where the born-again believers manifest demonic activities. And by around year 2002, after I got into the file of God for about five years, we began to cast out demons in the church. And since then, I still cast out demons in every mission trip that I went. When I went to London, I went to Switzerland, to Thailand, I always cast out demons. Because it's a command of the Lord Jesus Christ, in my name, you shall cast out demons. The experiences go opposite to what I learned from the previous church, that demons cannot be in the body of the believer. Interestingly, 
Many believers believe that demon can be on the outside and oppress or suppress or digress or regress a believer, which is true. Demon can be on the outside and speak to you and attack you from the outside. But Jesus never say cast off demon, cast off mean outside and push it off from the outside. That Jesus say cast out something is inside and cast them out. So experiences in the past many years of my ministry show me that the teaching. That say Christians cannot have demons are totally wrong, and we look into the scripture. Can a born again Christian have demons? Yes. Can born again Christian who are filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongue have demons? Yes. And that happened to me. I was a pastor already for I became a pastor since 1982, and. 1997, I got touched by the fire of God in Florida. I was touched, and demon come out of me for half an hour on the floor. At that time, I did not understand yet because I did not understand about demons. But now I look back. Oh, that day God delivered me from hundreds of demon in my life, and I was a pastor. I was speaking in tongue. I was leading the church for many years, but God set me free that day by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God did not call us or save us and commission us to go out to debate about doctrine. Why so many people in the world suffer from the attack and molestation and torture of the demon? And in fact, demon love to put out this doctrine that Christians have no demon, so that they can gain strength and freedom to attack, to come to kill, to steal, and to destroy the believers. I talked to one pastor one time. A pastor say like this: "Oh, I will never cast out demon in my church because Colossians chapter one verse thirteen say that we have been delivered from darkness. So it was a done deal already. So I answer him. Then from now on, you should not lay hands on the sick, because the Bible say in First Peter two twenty four, by the stripe of Jesus Christ we are healed. So it mean that." Mean two things. Number one, if somebody in the church gets sick, they are not a believer, because believers should be healed already automatically. Two, it means that you should not lay hand on the sick anymore, because automatically, if you become a believer, born again, you should be healed completely, because First Peter two twenty four say, by His stripe we were healed. Were even past tense. So, is it true that the Bible say we have been delivered from darkness and we have been set free? It's interesting that even though legally we have been delivered, legally we have been healed, but we need to appropriate. We need to get those factors or those component of salvation by faith and. Through certain activities, such as the laying on of hand, anointing with oil, or speaking with authority, or moving in the file of God, we need to appropriate those things in our own action as well. It doesn't happen automatically. We need to do something about it. And I'm going to show you in the scripture in a few minutes here. Definitely in the charismatics. Circle, 
A lot of preachers don't believe that Christians can have demons. But if you look today, all over the world, you know, I'm a doctor. I'm an observant. I like to observe even the church. My observation regarding this sermon is this. Many Christians all over the world, including pastors and leaders and preachers, are struggling with difficulties in life. That there is no natural remedy. There is no natural way to get rid of them. They repent. They try to get out from it. They confess. They do everything, but they still in that struggling or difficulties to the point that they become discouraged and they want to give up and say, this is the way it is. I'm a human being. I'm not Jesus yet. Have you ever heard people say this way? I'm not God. I'm not Jesus. So this is the way it is. If I'm addicted to pornography, I'm going to continue to watch pornography as a pastor. That's okay. I repent so many times, but I cannot get out from this. I'm so addicted. I'm so addicted to alcohol. I'm so addicted to cigarette. I cannot get out from this thing. People struggle with different problems. And sometimes you see patients who you study everything. You get MRI, CT scan, anything. And doctor keep all the medication, but they're still sick and could not find the remedy. I share with you about a lady in Switzerland when I went to Switzerland in April that she was sick for many years. She was a believer, had been a believer for eight years. And every time she got mad, she wanted to kill her kids and yell at her husband. And she went to the hospital all the time. Just one weekend that I cast out about hundreds of demons out of her that day, that Saturday and Sunday. She became a new woman. All the sickness went away. And she stopped being angry. She stopped being short-tempered. The husband threw a big party because he got a new woman. The same wife and a new woman. Okay, not a new wife. Same wife. Amen. <laughs> because demons has tortured her since she was born. She was growing up. Amen. Is it interesting that in the New Testament, people who came to Jesus, most of them were not educated like you and me. We are pretty much living in a highly educated society. We all know how to do iPad, iPhone, iPod. Even today, four years old kids know how to flip, 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 flip. I don't even know how to flip those things myself. But the four years old kid know how to do iPad and click the finger around and get even the YouTube up in the iPhone. We are living in a very high-tech and high-educated society. But one thing about those people in Jesus' time that I want to honor. Even though they are not highly educated and they don't have the iPhone and iPad and all this computer, but they have enough sense to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I have demon. Could you please kick them out from me? But today, the church, people walk in and walk out. No one have any sense that what is going on in their life is demonic action, demonic activity. They have no sense. Because we depend on the high technology too much and we forget that there's a spiritual world that is attacking us and we don't even pay attention to it. So let us have enough sense that we need to deal with this unseen enemy that attack us every day, attack our church, attack people, and we need to cast them out from the church. Amen? There is one word that people struggle with. The word possession, demon possess. In fact, that word 
make a lot of believers scared because they think that it, because the word possession means ownership. How can we be owned by demons when Jesus owns us as a believer? So that kind of terminology make people confused that it's impossible for demon to own us because the word possession means ownership. And another one is the Hollywood movie. So anytime demon possess somebody in the Hollywood movie, the head will spin and the eye pop out. So in people's mindset is that the word demon possess means the demon totally control the whole being. And that is not the Bible talk about. In fact, when the Bible used the word demon possess, in one of the dictionaries say the word possession means occupy. Can a demon occupy your big toe without occupying the whole body? Can a demon occupy your brain and make brain cancer without occupying your shoulder? Can a demon occupy your head and cause you to have headache all the time? One time in Thailand, a woman come to the service and she has a headache all the time. And one of our pastors saw a demon on her head, squeezed her head like this all the time. And that day I cast demon out of that lady and the headache was gone. She doesn't need medication. Actually, there was one of our members in our camp many years ago, Pastor Da, remember? She has migraine headache for many years. And her migraine pretty bad, like to the point she wants to kill herself. She came to camp. She was a brand new believer. She did not know anything about demonology. I lay hand on her. The file of God touched her. Demon come out. She was totally healed from the migraine headache from that day on. Because demons were cast out from her. Amen? This is one of the big subjects in the Bible that people ignore. So can demon really occupy certain part of our life? Can it occupy our emotion? Some people may be so healthy physically, but emotionally could not sleep at night. Very depressed, very anxious, very worried all the time. Can demons occupy the area of finances that people are so stingy? We call poverty mentality. They occupy your financial area that you're so poor, you never make money. Whatever you do, you just fail and fail and fail in your business. The demon can occupy different parts of your life. Occupy the area of addiction. Occupy the area of relationship. And even doctrine. The Bible says doctrines of demons. So can demons fill the church with false doctrine? Yes. The church can teach the doctrine of demons unknowingly because that church never cast demons out of the church. So we need to cast demons out of the church. Amen? If you ask a question, can a cancer be caused by demon? I believe so. I believe that cancer can be caused by demon. Many years ago, I was in the research with my neurosurgeon friend. And interestingly, they put the cancer of the brain into the test tube and they put the microscope video to tape the whole thing. They find out that those cancer cells walk, move from one place to one place. When you pull the cell out from your body and put it in the test tube, can it walk? No, it will die. But this cancer cell in the test tube keep growing and keep walking and moving. So there is spirit in there 
that evil spirit is in the cancer there, so we need to cast them out from people's life. Amen. Christians need to be educated about this issue, so that you can stay healthy and strong. And we know that sickness is not from God. Demons are not from God either. Why do we keep them in the church? Why do we keep them in the house? No way. We need to get rid of them. Get rid of all this junk. Get rid of all the sickness and disease and evil spirit from the church and from the house of God. Amen. Now we talk about demon occupy certain part of the body. We talk about three parts here. This theology go along with the Bible. Our life is composed of three parts: the body, the soul, which is composed of the mind, the will, and emotion. And also our spirit. When we are born again, what part is born again? Our spirit is born again. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter three, verse six, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Our body and our mind are not born again. That's why our mind need to be renewed. By the word of God on a regular basis, we need to get into the word and get renewed because our mind is still full of junk, full of dirtiness, and full of a lot of wrong thinking that we learn from the TV and newspaper and all these things. We need to renew our mind. Our spirit is born again. Therefore, when we are born again, the spirit of Jesus Christ comes in and dwells in our spirit. Okay, what component of the human being? That is the target of demon. The target is our other two parts: the body and the soul. Demons attack the soul. That's why some people have the disease called depression, anxiety, and anger, and committing suicide. Always the mind thinking about killing myself, killing somebody, because the demon attack their mind. The demon can also come and dwell in the body, different part of the body as well. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, "And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will eat pizza and watch TV. They will just go sing a few hymns and a few hers on Sunday and listen to the good sermon." From the Encyclopedia Britannica, is that right? What did he say? In my name, they shall cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. The first command, in the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons. How many times you see cast out demon in the church today? Zero in most churches. But this is a command of Jesus: cast them out in Jesus' name. Okay, and the word "cast out demon" in this one, Mark 16 verse 17, the Greek language is "ekbalo," e k b a l l o. That Greek word is the same Greek word that is used in the scripture when Jesus walked into the temple. You remember Jesus walking into the temple, and he saw the thieves, the money changers. Those people who have wrong spirit that try to make money in the temple, he flipped the table, and the Bible say he cast them out. The same word ekbalo that Jesus cast all these 
money changers out of the temple. It's the same word he used in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, cast out demons. And the Bible say in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? We are the temple. Jesus cast the money changers out from the outer court. In the Old Testament, the temple is composed of three parts. Is that right? We have three parts, the body, the mind, and the spirit. And the temple has three parts, the holy of holies, where the Shekinah glory of God dwells. That represents our spirit, that the spirit of God dwells in our spirit. And the other two parts, the holy place and the outer courts. The outer courts where Jesus met those money changers and thieves and stealers and robbers that are out there. And he cast them out and he said, in my temple, it must be clean. It must be the house of prayer for the nation. The house of worship and prayer. So God wants to clean up his church today. Get rid of all these money changers, all these evil spirits so that our life will be dedicated totally to prayer, to worshiping. Worship doesn't mean just come back on Sunday and raise hand and worship God. It means 24-7. Everywhere we go, we want to worship God. A few days ago, the dean of the Northwest College came and interviewed me to write a book. And I told him that I will not want to do any illegal things in America. I don't want to cheat taxes. I don't want to cheat the government because I want to be a holy temple. I want to worship God in my citizenship in America. If people look at me as an American citizen and call myself Christians, but I cheat, I commit wrong things in America, I will not worship God. God wants me to be the temple that worship Him in holiness and righteousness. So God wants to get rid of all this junk and demon from the church so that we can live a holy life to worship Him. Yes. Amen? Now, the question come up. Deliverance. Is deliverance for unbelievers? Is deliverance for unbelievers? Luke chapter 11, 24 to 26. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man... He goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none, he say. I will return to my house. Evil spirit call a body that they used to live in, a house, from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. After I read this scripture, can we cast demons out from non-believers? No. You can cast demons out from non-believers only when that non-believer willing to accept Christ right at the spot. After you cast them out and then have to accept Jesus, fill with the Holy Spirit then they are protected. If you cast demons out from the non-believer, they cannot maintain their freedom and deliverance. 
demon gonna come back as seven times much than before, and that person condition gonna get downhill. And normally, anyway, non-believers not gonna come to you and say, "Could you please cast demon out of me?" Is that right? Non-believers not gonna come to you. I have demon. They will not say that. They say, um, "It's normal for me to commit adultery right now. It's normal for me to watch pornography." What are you talking about? Demon. I don't believe in demon. They're not gonna come to you for deliverance. Only believers will seek deliverance. Only believers know that what they have is not good, and they will seek deliverance. Amen. In conclusion, believers can have demons. Two, deliverance is for only believers. Salvation includes many things. Salvation come by the blood of Jesus, come by the work of Jesus on the cross. And what we need to do is to put our faith and believe. And once we believe in Jesus, we become the Bible call. We become the covenant people with God through the blood of Jesus, the blood of covenant. We become the covenant people. God make covenant with us. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel have the covenant with God through the blood of the lamb and the goat and the sheep. We have the covenant and also through circumcision, but we have the covenant with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. In that covenant, God also gives the promise or the right to the children. Like my children, when I make a will, my heir, my children, my kids, Paul, Joy, Tanida, are my heir, my, the person who's going to continue the property of my life. So when I put the will, they have the right, covenant right as my children to get every single penny. From my bank account, I make the will, and the same thing. When you become children of God, you have the covenant with God, and in that covenant, the package includes salvation from sin, being set free from bondage, being set free from curses, healing, peace, ticket to go to heaven, joy, wisdom, God's presence, infilling of the Holy Spirit. And also deliverance. Deliverance is the right of the covenant people. If God heal a non-believer, it is done. Listen carefully. It is done by His mercy. If a non-believer get healed by God, it's by His mercy. But if the believer get healed by God, it's by the covenant. We have the right. To claim, we have the right to say, "God, you can heal me. I am a covenant people. Healing belongs to me. I receive by faith. In Jesus' name, by the stripe of Jesus Christ, I receive it because it's my right to be healed. Amen. I have the right to be delivered from demonic activities, and that's what happened one time that Jesus showed us this fact about the right, the covenant right of the believer. In Mark chapter seven twenty-five to thirty, Mark seven twenty-five to thirty, for a woman, this woman is not a believer; she is a Gentile, who's young. This woman was not a Jew in that generation. The Jews was a covenant people. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, people in that generation realized that they have evil spirit. Heard about him. 
and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, "Listen carefully. Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs." And she answered and said to him, "Yes, Lord." Yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs, and then he said to her, "For this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter." And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out, and her daughter lie on the bed. According to this scripture, Jesus was speaking about the right. Of the covenant people, who were the covenant people in that generation, the children of Israel, the Jews, and he called the children's bread. His children mean the Jews, and he called this woman the dogs. She is not a covenant person. What is the children bread? According to this scripture, the children bread is deliverance. So God's people should be delivered. We should be clean up. How many people take a shower once a year? Raise your hand up. How many people plan to go home tonight and take a shower? Raise your hand up. I do, because we don't have air condition here. We're gonna put air condition when we remodel the church one day. We are getting the permit right now to remodel the church. Today, I know some of you are sweating right now. That's okay. We love God enough to sweat here. We don't care about no air condition in this room. People in Africa, they don't have. Nice building like us, so we can worship God here. Amen. Amen. So, how many people are gonna take a shower every single day? Oh, if you don't raise hand, I'm so concerned. <laughs> how many people brush your teeth every day? How many people brush your teeth many times a day? Me too. You know why? Because I know that if the bacteria build up in my mouth, I'm gonna lose my teeth. Why in the world Christian don't wash up? Don't get rid of demon or bacteria from the church, from the house of God. We just keep all of them full in the church everywhere. Divorce, cancer, fighting, division, jealousy, div- all kinds of things in the church because we never cast them out. The church full of demons. Okay, I'm not talking to any, any specific church though. I'm just talking in general. Luke chapter one, seventy-one to seventy-three. This is the conversation. In the New Testament, quoting about the right of the children of God, that we should be saved from our enemies. Who are our enemies? Demons and Satan, and from the hand of all who hate us. Who hate us? Satan and demons. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers, as to remember His. Holy covenant. Out of the covenant, he make a promise to set his children free from the enemy. Who are the enemies? Demons. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham, our father of faith, Abraham, had a covenant with God. He had the blessing of Abraham, which is the same blessing of Adam. And when we put our faith in Jesus, the Bible say we become an heir of Abraham. 
we receive the same blessing like I preached last Sunday. We receive the same blessing of Abraham, and we also receive the promise that was given to our forefathers: Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David. All these people have this promise. Galatians three twenty nine. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What is the promise? All the blessing that contain in the gospel, in salvation. Amen. The Bible continues to say in verses seventy-four and seventy-five to grant us that we, being delivered. From the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness. You see, how can we serve God in holiness and righteousness if we don't kick the demon out of the church? We're going to be full of sin and carnality and the flesh. Before him, all the days of our life, Amen. Let me read another scripture. Philippians, are you okay? Philippians two twelve. To fifteen, how about twelve? Uh, just verse twelve and th- yeah, verse twelve first. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Salvation. Has two sides of the story. God's side, God's side has been done. God sent Jesus to die on the cross. He got scourged. He shed his blood. He did everything. He was raised from the dead. He sent the Holy Spirit. He asked his people to write the Bible. He did everything. He sent the angel to protect us. God's side has been done. How about man's side? The Bible say in Philippians chapter two, we need to work out our salvation. It means there is also the man side of salvation. What we need to do, man side, go to church every Sunday, read the Bible, listen to the anointed teaching, on and on and on and on to build faith until your faith is so strong. Lately, I have more faith than before. I just shared with the Thai service last Sunday. Two weeks ago, I went to Los Angeles, and there was one gentleman sitting in the back of the room with his hand like this, and he was not a believer. He looked at me, and he kind of always challenging what I say. Every time I call people to accept Christ, he would just sit there. He did not respond when I lay hand on people. He just sit in the back of the room and watch. So I began to pray that this man gonna get saved. The last service, he gonna get saved. And by the last service, I was shocked that he walked out to be prayed for. So when he was in the line, I, I led him to pray to accept Christ. He was maybe about 75 years old, very educated, smart man. He was standing there. When I lay hand, I'd have faith. I build my faith, and my faith. I looked up to heaven and talked to Jesus. Lord, hit him. Hit him. Big fire, but I didn't say that. It's not verbal. It's in my heart. I saw Jesus in heaven, and I said to Jesus, "Could you please hit this man so he know that God is so real? This is not just a fakey thing." You know, within two seconds after I pray by faith, 
he fell to the ground. But the story is not done. After I finished praying for all the people, he walked to me. He just wanted to walk to me and said, "Thank you so much." And this is real. This is not a fake thing. This is not pretending. So he walked to me. I did not know that he just wanted to come to say thank you to me. So I grabbed his hand to show love. How are you? He found the crowd again, and he was shaking. And demon come out of him. He was lying there for a long time, and I was just sit on the chair, ready to go to the airport. While I was sitting on the chair, he came to me again, and he sat about two chair away from me, and he just want to say bye bye to me. I turned to him, just turned. He fell. Jesus really hit him hard. By the time I was leaving the room, he was standing far away from me and say, "Don't get close to me anymore." And then I went to the airport. You can see that faith really moved the hand of God. That's why when Smith Wigglesworth say, "God send the spirit of my wife back," Jesus had to stop and send the spirit of his wife back, and he was she was resurrected by faith. You need to do your homework. You need to listen to the teaching. You need to build your faith. Amen. Amen. The word in here, work out your salvation. The Greek language for the word salvation here is soteria. Soteria means deliverance from the molestation of your enemy. Who? You need to work out your deliverance. You need to listen to the sermon. You need to build your faith. You need to learn how to get rid of this or this demon and sickness out of your life. You cannot blame the pastor. You cannot blame anybody. You need to work out your salvation. Listen to the sermon. Come to the prayer line. Come to be prayed for. Get into the fire. Hungry. Worship. Don't sin. Don't yield to any sin. Because if you sin, what happen? Sin and demon are friend. So when you sin, demon will come in and dwell in you, amen. So you need to work out your salvation for deliverance and to keep your deliverance, amen? amen. Now, last thing I want to share before I pray for people is that is it true that demons are in people because they sin? Yes, it's true. That when people sin, if they keep sinning as a habit, eventually demon will show up. That's why people get addicted to pornography, to sexual immorality, smoking, alcohol, cheating money, do all kind of weird things because they keep sinning to the point they are controlled by different kind of demon. Every kind of sin mentioned in the Bible always have corresponding demon with them. Okay, but It's not true that people have demon because they sin. There are different ways a demon can come into people's life. For example, generational curses. The Bible says when a man or a woman sin against God, the curse which is caused by demon can follow through the third and fourth generation. So we're sitting here today. You look back. Fourth generation in the Bible, one generation equal to 40 years. You can count back to 160 years. Anybody of your dad, your mom, your grandma, your granddad, your great grandma, great granddad that sneak to sin or do something wrong, they have a tendency to send something to you to the third and fourth generation. 
at least 160 years before you can affect you in demonic activities. Amen? And that happened to me. I don't want to tell you all the story. My dad, my grandfather all sinned against God. And when I was growing up as a young boy, I have all that kind of trait and character in me. Followed the demon come toward me. And they come and dwell in me and do the same thing to me like they do to my grandfather and grand, grandmother. Amen? Not only that. Demon can come in because other people sin. For example, uh, uh, the example of the woman in Switzerland that I shared a few weeks ago is so real. The grandma, every time get mad, want to kill the daughter. Then the mom want to kill the daughter. And the daughter now want to kill her daughter. So the, it's the generational curses that come, the demon that come from the bloodlines of a person. Or maybe the baby doesn't do anything much, just in the womb, but the mom keep rejecting, I want to get rid of you. I hate you. This pregnancy is not my will. Keep talking negative. So open the door for demon to come in. Or a person can be weak during the accident. Get into accident, the whole protection, the wall come down because they are weak. Demon can jump in. Or demon can come in through association. You may not sin, you just sit around with people who gambling, go to nightclub and people smoke and drink and, and you just sit there and you think you are safe. Ha ha ha. Demons are in there. And they're going to jump into you too if you are not protected, if you are not living right. So you don't have to sin, but you hang around with people who are sinning and not doing the right thing. At this point, the conclusion is that I know this sentence is dogmatic, but I believe with all my heart. Anytime a person is saved, he or she should go through a session of deliverance. Because that person either sinned in the past or two have the generational curse 160 years before or three, that person has been tortured or has been abused by somebody else that they don't do it themselves. For example, the dad to sit there, watch pornography, the demon come all around the house, so the demon jump into the kids too. So all these things happen. That's why we need to do deliverance on a regular basis in the church. New people come in, need to get delivered. We may have some demon of cancer in us that follow our ancestor because our dad died of cancer, our granddad died of cancer. We need to get rid of them. Amen? Amen. At this point, the conclusion, number one, believers can have demons. And I want you to take serious without being scared or without paying attention to demons too much. We pay attention to Jesus is to make sure that you want to be clean and you want to get rid of all the enemies that hate you from your life. Don't keep them in your life at all. They come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Get rid of them. It may not be a demon of murder. It may not be a demon of gambling. But can be something little, little bit. Maybe a demon of slumber. Every time you open the Bible, you run to read, you fall asleep. Pastor Da said that in the care group, sometimes people, anytime start study the Bible, that person falls asleep. That person may need deliverance from the demon of sleeping. Amen? Hallelujah. Do you believe that 
deliverance belongs to you. Do you believe that God wants you to be clean? Do you believe that in the name of Jesus you can go out and cast out demons? But when you want to cast out demons, you need to have faith. Amen. You need to have the fire. Before I got into the fire of God, I tried to cast out many demons and they never leave. They just laugh at me. Until 1997, when I got the fire, after that, it doesn't matter how big the demon, they have to go. Amen? That's why the church needs to be filled with the fire. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The fire will kick them out. Amen? There are a few ways to cast out demons in the body of Christ. And I choose two ways. Bring people to focus on Jesus and use the power and the fire. Kick them out. That's it. So two ways for me that I do. One way is to continue revival service on a regular basis. Revival service is like a taking a shower. You come into the prayer line. We lay hand on you. The fire of God touch you. Some little demon may come out. Some big demon may come out. And you may not even see it. You may not even know it. People who come to church at the beginning usually have a lot of manifestation because a lot of demons. But if you notice when you come to this church long enough and in the revival service long enough, the manifestations start to go less and less because you become clean. Become more like a infilling now. You feel of joy. You feel of anointing. But not fighting anymore between the spirit and demons. That's one way. Another way that we do is to get the believer, kick demon out of them themselves so that I would not have to waste time to give counseling to each case. I don't have time to give counseling to every case too long. So just teach them how to kick the demon out of themselves. If you're going to kick demon out of yourself or cast them out or expel them out, you need to take this message seriously. You need to be a believer you need to do it by faith. If you sit right now and laugh at me and say, Dr. Lau or Pastor Lau, this is a joke. You are talking about demon. I never heard this in a church. I, I don't believe in this stuff. I mean, don't, don't play game with me. If you think that way, you will never be able to get it done because you don't have faith. You need to agree with God. You need to come with, I really want to be set free. I believe God can set me free. I need help. I'm going to call on the name of the Lord and I shall be delivered. Amen? You need to have that kind of mentality. Patients who don't know they are sick, they will not seek doctor. But when they realize they're sick, they need doctor. Today I saw one man. He has leg pain. I find that he needs a big surgery. Right away he said, can you cut on me tonight? He is desperate. I cannot because I have revival service. <laughs> but he was so desperate and he trusts in this doctor that I can, I operate on him many years ago and he was doing well. Now the pain come back. And he trusts me wholeheartedly that this man can help him again even though it's a big surgery. The same thing, you need to come to Jesus with desperation. Jesus, tonight. Surgery is not Monday, tonight. And I trust that when I call on the name of my doctor named Jesus, he's going to set me free tonight. Yeah. 
If you think you are not sick, you don't need help, you don't need deliverance, God's not going to force you. He's a gentleman. He's not going to bother with you. He's going to leave you alone. Because it's all out of your own will. You need to make decision that I need deliverance. And take serious about it. Okay, because we're going to lay hand anyway later on. But because I don't want to deal with one by one. I'm going to teach you how to kick them out tonight. If you don't want to do it, I'm not going to be mad at you. It's okay with me. It's between you and God. I try to help you. I don't gain anything anyway. It's your own sake. I don't say to you, if you do this, uh, if you pay me $500, I can do for you. I, it's not about money. This is about you, you and God. This is not about money, okay? You do it yourself. So I'm going to teach you how to do it yourself, and you can do it at home too. Amen. Amen? Sometimes when I start to get sick, I do it at home, and the sickness went away. Uh, how many people think that you need deliverance? If you think you need deliverance, you come out here first, and I'm going to tell you what to do. Come out here first. In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Trouble will vanish. Hearts are mended in the presence of the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not doing for you. You do it yourself. This is yourself. You are a believer. If you're not a believer, I recommend you become a believer now. <laughs> okay. To make sure you are a believer, why don't you pray to accept Christ <laughs> with me right now? I don't want to do deliverance on a non-believer. Pray with me. Father in heaven, I want to make sure I'm a born-again believer. Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I confess with my mouth He was raised from the dead on the third day. I want to be your child. A covenant people with God. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. From today on, I will work out my salvation. I will do my part. You have done your part. I will depend on your power, your grace. I call on the name of the Lord tonight. And proclaim, and proclaim to the angels, to the, angels the, principalities, the principalities, authorities, authorities and, powers, and powers that I am a believer. I am a believer. I am a believer. 
I'm a born again Christian. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I loved you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay, listen carefully. Tell you what to do. If you allow a bad guy or a few bad guys to stay in your house for a long time, they definitely will claim that that is their house. Is that right? So they will say, "This is my bedroom. You allow me to stay in this corner, my, your house." So I have been here for 30 years. I've been here for 40 years. I've been here since you were born. So they were not gonna go away easily. They will try to fight. They will not go without force. You cannot say to this bad guy, "Honey, could you please leave? I beg you." They're not gonna go. The devil, evil spirit, are stubborn. And they claim ownership in your body, so you have to do it by faith. Faith will push them out. You need to do it under the unction, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and that's why I'm standing here to cover you under the anointing. And the devil, the evil spirit that come out cannot touch other people around here because you are under spiritual protection in this church. You're not doing out there somewhere. You know that's why I live a holy life. The reason I live a holy life in this church, I don't do anything wrong because I want to make sure I don't open the door for the devil to come into this church and into my life. The only way you can have authority against them, not only submit to God, but you need to obey God yourself. Otherwise, the devil is gonna say, "You are my friend. You sin, I sin. You are, I sin, you sin. We are friends." So you need to really live a holy life. Okay. Now, because you need to kick them out, therefore I'm gonna teach you. How to front kick them out, okay? Or side kick them out. You cannot just just grab their hand like this. You have to push them out by side kick and front kick in the spirit, not real. You don't kick people in front of you, okay? Now we need to confess. God say in the Bible, if you call on the name of the Lord, you need to speak. Called on the name of the Lord. You shall be delivered. You shall be saved. The word "save" here is more than just go to heaven, but everything: salvation for money, salvation for curses and demon as well. I'm gonna lead you to pray, okay? In the prayer, we're gonna cover everything to make sure your condition is ready. Is like a patient ready to be cut on. No food in the stomach. Chafe. Put the antiseptic. Everything ready to be cut on. The same thing. You need to be ready to get deliverance. Your prayer. Get yourself ready. And when you do it, don't joke around. Don't play game. Is serious. This is a serious issue. Can be life and death to some of you. Some of you may need to die at 55 years old because some cancer is in you right now. But because you kick them out, you live to 120 years old. It can be life and death. Okay. This is serious. And some of the demon may right now want to break up your family, so they go out. Then you don't have a divorce. All kind of demons, okay? So take this seriously, okay? I'm gonna lead you to pray. Number one, I'm gonna lead you to pray to confess again Jesus is your Lord to make sure that you claim that the devil is not your Lord anymore. Two, we're gonna pray to confess any sin that you know of. I give you some time to confess your sin. And ask the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse you, to get ready, so that you can pray by faith. 
the prayer of the righteous man avails much. You need to be righteous by confessing your sin. Allow the blood of Jesus cleanse you. Three, we're gonna pray to forgive all the people who has hurt you in the past, who offend you, because the Bible say that when you don't forgive, God will allow torturers to come in to torture you. Who are the torturers? Evil spirit. Unforgiveness is the cause of demonic attack. So you need to forgive everybody, including God, including your ex-husband, including your ex-wife, anybody, your dad, your mom, anyone that has offended you. Three, four. If you used to get involved with an occult, like worshiping idols, Bougie board, fortune telling, whatever, we're gonna pray to denounce the relationship from all those spirit. That you used to worship, okay. After we pray that prayer, then I'm gonna ask you to pray in the name of Jesus and command evil spirit out of you. You may be totally clean tonight. You may be halfly clean. I don't know. No one can judge. Only God knows. But we can clean up again next time, okay? We, you may uh, sometimes surgery has to be stage one, two, three, three stages surgery. Front surgery, back surgery, side, three stages. So God, sometimes God cannot clean you all up one time because you have so much and your body cannot handle. You're going to be too tired. So we're going to pray that prayer to cast them out. And after that, this is from experience, okay? From experience and also from. Every time the Bible used evil spirit, the word spirit, in the Greek language, the word spirit is pneuma. The word pneuma means a current of air, breath, breeze. So, evil spirit will function like the air, like the Holy Spirit too. We call the wind of the spirit. The spirit work like the air, move. You don't know direction. The same thing. Evil spirit is like air. In Thailand or in Europe, when I go to mission trip, I never even tell people that they have to cough. They cough. Evil spirit come out of them. They cough and cough and cough and cough. That like that woman in Switzerland. I didn't ever tell her. I never teach about demonology. She came to my meeting first time. Never listened to my CD. I lay hand. She coughed and she told me that she feel like somebody jang something out of her, pulling out from her. I think the Holy Spirit did that. She was set free that day. So it's a battle. Deliverance is a warfare. Okay, this is a warfare. Therefore, don't play game. We have to get serious. Okay, are you ready? So when we finish pray, I'm gonna say start to cough. The first few coughs gonna be physical cough because you initiate. But believe me, if you have faith, after a few cough, it will be. Like uncontrollable, you're gonna feel that something come out of you, jangling out of you, and you keep coughing to the point somebody may even vomit or like fall to the ground because there's so much fighting in the power inside you. Amen. Amen. Okay. Do it by faith though. Don't cough as a joke. Oh, you tell me to cough. I'm gonna cough as a joke. No, this is not a joke. This is real. Amen. How many people experienced this before? That You cough and you know evil spirit come out of you. Okay, okay, let's pray. Okay, follow my prayer. 
Father in heaven, Father in heaven I proclaim, I proclaim before, everybody, before everybody, before heaven and earth, I am a believer. Jesus is in me. I follow Jesus. Today, I come to you to claim the covenant right of the children of God. I have the right of the heir of Abraham, of the promise of God. The blessing of Abraham. I have the right to be healed, to be set free, to be blessed, and to be delivered from evil spirit. Satan, you are not my God. I denied you, and now I ask you, Lord. To forgive me of any sin in my life, whether it's a known sin that I know about, or the unknown sin that I don't know about. Oh Lord, forgive me. So now, why don't you confess your sin? You tell God. I give you a few minutes. Whatever the Holy Spirit show you, confess to God. Ask God to forgive you. Wrong attitude, hatred, unforgiveness. Lack of faith. Ask God to forgive you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh Father, I believe in your promise in the Bible. You say in First John, chapter one, verse nine, that if we confess our sin, you are faithful and just. You shall forgive us, and you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord. So now we clothe on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We are righteous people. Thank you, Lord. Now, forgive those who offend you. Tell God, God, I forgive those who have offended me. Those who steal money from you, borrow you money but never return, gossip about you, talk bad about you. Forgive them. Forgive your ex-husband, ex-wife. Let them go. Let them go. Don't hold them back. 
Let them go out of your prison of your heart, the prison of your heart. Don't keep them anymore. Love them, pray for them, bless them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father in heaven, if I have worship any kind of idol in my life, or participated in any form of occults, I ask you for forgiveness. I declare now. I denounce my relationship. With those, With those idols and evil spirit, and evil I belong to Jesus. They are not mine. I don't serve them anymore. And in the name of Jesus, I have authority to cast out demons from my life, out of my life. Therefore right, now, Therefore, right now, by faith, by faith evil, spirit, evil spirit, whatever form, whatever, form, whatever, kind, of evil spirit, whatever kind of evil spirit that has been in me, been in me occupying me, occupying me you, have to go. you have to go in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. You have no right to be in my life. I command you right now get out of my life now in Jesus name go ahead go ahead go ahead Jesus in the fire fire Fire! 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 The fire of God! The fire of God! The fire of God! The fire, the outpouring! Be healed! Be set free! Be healed! Be set free! Fire! Fire! Yes, Lord. Cut them out! Cut them out! Cut them out! Cut them out! Fire! Cut them out! Never come back again! Go! Fire! Fire! Never come back! Never come back! Never come back. Be free. Be free. You have to go right now in the name of Jesus. Be whole. Be whole. Be healed. Be free. In the name of Jesus. Go. Go. 
I unroot you. I pull you out. I expel you. All kinds of spirit that come, that fall, that dwell in here, go right now and never come back. Never come back. Never come back. Yes, Lord. Never come back. Never come back. Yes, Lord. Fire! 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 Go right now in the name of Jesus. This is the church of God. You cannot be here. This is the church of God. You cannot be here. You cannot be here. Get out of here right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, go. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Fire. Be blessed. Yes, Lord. Be free. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Go. Go. Go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. Be blessed. Go. Yes, Lord. Be free. Blessing. 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 Be blessed. 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 Be free. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206 275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a more gathered in your name, I live.